Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So what I have tonight, um, I've actually been sitting on since last February, and I talked about it at Winter Retreat. Remember our blurry-eyed, exhausted, the very first service after we had driven up to Tennessee, tried to get all the food defrosted and cooked, and I was like, whoo, and I know everyone else was tired, and so I did it then, but I knew, I was like, I have to share this. I have to share this with the rest of everybody. It's just been in my heart, and I'm like, I'm going to hold on to it. For me, that's hard. But I've been holding on to it and holding on to it. I'm like, I know there's a right time. And I knew it had come up. And based on how our services have been going, I'm like, yeah, this is the time. This is the time. And so then I was going to do it Wednesday. That didn't work out. So we're going to do this tonight. So what I want to talk about is, you can go either way, title-wise, experiencing his presence or glory, or you could call it practicing his presence. So, 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 so important. Turn. I hope you're going to take notes tonight. You know how I am. I always have stuff for you to be writing down. I'd love to see you writing. Hebrews 4.14. So, I don't know if you realize, and Pastor gave this confirmation not too long ago. I heard the Lord tell me this, and then he said it like the very next service. I'm like, yes, gold standard. I'm writing it down. I'm going to say it. (laughs) You have a right to believe for the presence of God. You have a right to believe for his presence because you have a right to stand before him. Amen? So the presence, I looked up the word presence. This is really cool. And I just did this recently, like way later after I had this message. I looked up presence, the definition in the Greek, and I thought it was super cool. It can mean arrival or official visit. And I love that. I love just looking at it in a different way because it's, it's, there's, a, there's a moment when it happens. And it's tangible, and you can know it, and you can believe God for it. And I'm going, to go, I'm going to go on every side of this. What's flaky, what's not flaky, you know, what's, what you need to be doing. So Hebrews 4.14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly to God anytime. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to us. And he didn't say, let us come to the throne of grace. He said, come boldly boldly. He's given you the tools to come boldly by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So you can always, you can just march right up like, yes, give me all you got, God. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm excited for you. Come boldly. So turn to Exodus 3.1. You know, you don't waltz boldly into somewhere you don't belong. Do y'all just waltz in the pastor's office if you have to come down to the church? You just, here I am. You don't do that. You, do you do that to your boss? Do you, I mean, it depends. It depends on the situations. You just bust in and you're like, I know I belong here. No, you don't do that. You do not walk boldly in where you don't belong. You belong with God, you belong in his presence, and you can always do it boldly. You have a right to be with him. And you know what? When you're with him, you'll know it. Do you not know when someone's in the room with you? Do they not have a presence? You know. 
You know when someone's with you. Okay, occasionally someone sneaks up behind you and scares the fire out of you. That can happen. That can happen. For the most part, you know. You sense someone's presence. We can know his presence when he's in the room. So one reason we can expect his presence is covenant. I love the message Pastor did months ago on covenant. I saw some things that I hadn't seen before. Um, Just amazing, amazing. You know, with covenant, what's his is mine, and what's mine is his. And for me, I focus on that the most. So what's included in his part? What is something that he has that belongs to us? It's his glory and his presence. It's one of the reasons. When we have that kind of a blood covenant with our Father God, we can experience and expect his presence and his glory. So experiencing him is not a crapshoot. I hope that's not a bad word. I've heard that since I was little. It's not random. It is not. It's actually in your control. You have a huge part to play. It's never random. Amen? So, in Exodus 3.1, we have an, old, an awesome story about Moses and the burning bush. And let me just go ahead and read it. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said... Then, listen to this, Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw, when the Lord saw his response, he turned aside to look. God called to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am, here I am. Kind of like Pastor Angela this morning poking her head out. Here I am. Here I am. No, that was awesome. I got a really good laugh out of that this morning. She's awesome. Um, anyway, I regret not taking a picture of her back there because it almost looked like a Photoshop job because she kind of came out at like an angle and I didn't expect it at all. So anyway, so Moses, Moses could have dropped everything and ran when he saw something he didn't understand. Sometimes God will move and you don't understand every single thing about it. You're not sure what's happening. You might be a little nervous. What should be your response? He said, you know what? I'm going to check this out. I'm going to stay I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to continue to pursue God. Amen? And what happened? God responded to him. God could have been like, hey, Moses, as soon as he got up into that area. That's not what he did. He did get his attention, and he'll get your attention. Absolutely. He knows what gets your attention. He knows you. He knows what gets your attention. But you have a part to play. You still have a response. He's waiting on you. Amen. And it's easy. It's easy. Moses just said, okay, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to stay. I'm going to, wow, this is awesome. And then God started talking to him. He made a choice. He made a choice. He made a choice to yield immediately, to yield immediately, to investigate. And wow, what a story. What a story. I cannot wait to meet him someday. So if you're in a situation like this, and God's moving, and you're about to choose 
the opposite. You're about to choose to resist. Come back to solid reasoning. Say, what am I afraid of? What am I so nervous about? Are these people crazy that I'm with? I know these people. They have good fruit. They're my best friends. They're not crazy. They're not steering me wrong. Look at these things. Look look at these things. Think about it. It's not really solid reasoning to just be like, and hold on to the back of the chair, you know. I'm I'm not going to move with God. I'm not even going to investigate. It's really not. God is nothing but blessing for you. Nothing but good for you. He's not going to humiliate you. He's not going to embarrass you. He's not. But you have to do your part. Your part. Amen. So how, how to experience his presence or experience him more fully? Number one, relax. 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 Just tell yourself, calm down. I don't have to get all nervous. Amen? It's super easy. And number two, respond. Number three, believe. Turn to Hebrews eleven six. He is a rewarder to those who seek him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We must respond in faith. Amen? We must. Everything we do, we have to do by faith. I have to remind myself of that continually. Because I'm like, I want to please God. Lord, I want to please you. I want to please you. And I realize this is how. I have to come to you in faith. I have to with everything. Have to, have to, have to. God's designed us that way. He's designed us to work that way. We're not going to function right if we're trying to do it any other way. It's just not going to work. It's the way, it's the standard, and we have to respond in faith. Check out the message version of this script. It's impossible to please God apart from faith, and Why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond. He cares enough to respond to those who seek him. He does care. He does. He will. But you still need to believe that. You have to get your thinking right. You have to believe what the word says. And this is a promise. He does respond. He will respond to someone who is going after him, who is seeking, who is investing in him. We'll get to more of that later. He will, he will, he will, he will. You have to actively believe. You do not hope you get something. I'm going to go up and get hands on me and I, hands laid on me and I hope I get something. I hope I get some tingles. No, it doesn't work that way. You don't just hope you get something. Like I said, it's not a crapshoot. It doesn't work that way. You need to demand that you will get something. Demand that you will be in his presence, that you will get something, seek after him, and refuse to leave without. Amen? You know, you might come up, think you're going for something, and or come to church, and God has so many different ways that he will speak to you or that you'll experience him. And you need to be open, open to that. Amen? So yield and lean as soon as you sense him. And what do I mean by that? As soon as you sense him on the word, yield to that. Camp, take a moment, soak it in. He's trying to get your attention on something, something that he just said, something pastor may have just said. Yield to that. Lean in on it. What is that? What I do in my notes, I write it down and I put little stars next to it because there's something there more God's trying to talk to me about. And you know what? We get busy and we get to fellowshipping and doing good things, but I might forget because he talks to me a lot. He should be talking to you a lot. And it could be a big thing, a small thing. It doesn't matter. God is talking to you. 
And it is supernatural. It may not be spectacular, but it is supernatural. And the more you value just even one simple word, the more you esteem that and you celebrate it. The presence was on that, on that scripture, on that word. There's something more in it. If you, a lot of times you know right away what it is. But if you're not sure or you just know, oh, there was something big there, you've got to come back to it later. You come back to it later. You meditate on it. You ask. The, sometimes it's just as simple as, Lord, what was that for me? Ask him about it. He's a rewarder. He's faithful to respond to you. But you still have your part to play. Amen. Sometimes you sense him uh, in a song. Um, it, it could be the, a word. It could be a song. It could be something someone said. Or, you know, just, just stop and camp there. I know sometimes we're having awesome praise and worship. And when you sense the presence of God, you know, all over you, all over the word that's in it or something... Don't just, well, I have to keep singing the words. You know, don't, just stop. Just camp there a little bit. Just, just soak up his presence because he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to talk to you. Don't just bulldoze through. Don't just keep motoring through. And, well, we have an order and we're doing things. And, you know, especially if you're, you have your time and you're in praise and worship and he's trying to talk to you about something, maybe just stop. Just stop. And just just let God speak to you in that moment. Amen? So, waiting and worship is also super important. And I kind of touched on that a little bit. Because what you worship, you empower and you give control. And it's so, so, so important. That's why we have great praise and worship. That's why we take time with it. It's why you should be doing it on your own. If you want him to be up here, you want him to be the leader and Lord of your life, you need to take time and do that. Amen? So don't prescribe exactly when God might manifest or think, well, he's done. Like, we did this in the service. We ran a little bit and it's over. Don't ever, ever, ever do that. And I'll tell you some of my own experiences of being stupid. That was, you know, just doing that. Like, oh, it's over, it's over. I learned to correct that attitude. And, I mean, there's times, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, uh, I know at prayer once, um, prayer, we had great prayer. I remember sitting right here. And it was just really good prayer. We always have awesome prayer, lots of utterance. And I remember it was over, and we just kind of got quiet, and we're just sitting in his presence. and may, Or maybe we're singing. I don't know. I've been to so many prayers. They're just always, they're all so good. But I remember it was so funny. Like, Pastor was up here on the stage, and he got up. He walked down like, he was just walking down. I don't know where, he wasn't even, like, going anywhere. It wasn't coming towards me, but it was kind of in my area. And it was like, Boom, like the glory just hit me. And it, I, I don't know why I was associated with when you came down those steps, but it was at the end of prayer. Prayer was over. And, I mean, I was just drunk, drunk as a skunk. This was a few years ago. And I remember someone coming and sitting down next to me, and they were like, whoa, whoa, and I was just like, um, I can't do this right now. Like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just leave me alone. I'm enjoying this. Like, but it came at the end. You know, let God can move in, at different times. Don't just prescribe when it's going to happen. So years ago, oh my gosh, my very very first camp, we weren't even married yet, and it was like 1994, 95. I don't know camp, and. Cindy was the band leader, and I play guitar, and I was terrible, so I don't do it anymore. And um, but I was part of the band, so she was she was trying to let me experience, you know, things with God. That was really the main reason she even included me. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but you know, we all we all talked about these great services we're going to have. It's going to be epic, and and you know, so looking forward to it. Well, I'd heard my sister talk. 
had heard her talk before I moved here because I made a lot of phone calls every Sunday night because I'd made a decision to move here from Pittsburgh and it hadn't happened yet. But like every Sunday night I would call her. I'm like, how was service? What happened? And she'd tell me. And it's amazing after a Sunday like they had being in church and having little kids. I think she just had Katie. That she would take the time to talk to me about the service. Anyway, so I heard the stories, and I heard how epic God moved and the things he did. And I was like, wow, I can't wait. I was getting so excited. I'm like, you know, I, I want to experience God like she's talking about. I want that for myself. And so I moved here, and I found the scripture, or I heard it in church, I guarantee. Ephesians 5.18. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking in one another in psalms, hands, and spiritual songs. So anyway, this scripture, I wrote it down. This was before you could put it on your phone and look on your notes. I wrote it down. I had it in a little notebook. And I was like, I am going to believe to just... I was already uh, filled with the Spirit in the sense of speaking in tongues. You know, I, I had that when I was in, like, fourth grade. But, um, so he'd been with me a while. But I knew there was, a, there was some things that I just personally wanted to experience. I wanted to experience just that tangible, just God, just manifesting his presence in a way. And I had no idea, actually, what I was looking for. I didn't know. I'd never experienced him before like that. I just heard the stories, and I was like, yeah, that's super exciting. So I wrote it down. I had my little notebook, and, like, we were practicing with the band. Every time I went to the bathroom, I'd go in there, go in the stall, and pull out that little note. And I'm like, yes, yes. So, like, Monday, I'm like, yes, be being filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to have that. I'm going to be so full of God, it's going to be epic. I'm like, I'm going to have it. So it was like Monday night. And like mon- We have two services. We had like that morning service, and, that, and I'm like, yes, this is what I'm going to have. Then that night service, nothing happened. I'm like, this is what I'm going to have. So then Tuesday morning, we had a service. Nothing happened for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in there, and I'm looking. I'm like, this is what I'm going to have. I don't care. And then that night, another service. Nothing happened. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I started getting mad. I'm like, I don't care. This is what I'm going to have. This was like my first faith project. Honest, honest to goodness. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this was my first faith project. And I was like, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have the glory of God. I'm going to experience him in a way I never had before. And let me tell you, the devil was just like, <laughs> you're not going to have this. Camp's half over. It's too late. Did you see all those people running last night? Did you see all those people falling? You missed it. This doesn't work. All of those thoughts were going through my head. All of them. I had to go to bed like two nights with those thoughts in my head and fight them, and it was not fun. So by Wednesday night, we, we, we had Wednesday service. Still nothing. Wednesday night... And, and, then, and don't get me wrong, I mean, we, we, the presence of God is on his word. <laughs> I mean, the word became flesh, the presence of God is on his word. And I was growing and getting awesome, awesome stuff from the word the whole time. But I was specifically believing for this, and I didn't even know exactly if I could at the time. I just wanted to experience God in an awesome way. So by that night, we were practicing uh, no, 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 no. We, we were getting ready. We'd already practiced. We were about to have the service. And we were behind the stage. And we'd always prayed, you know, for a few minutes. And then we went out. And we were just, we were just praying like we normally did. And I was praying in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, I mean, the service hadn't even started. We hadn't even had it. All of the sudden, oh, my goodness. I mean, just poured out. It was, whoo, it was... I, it was far, far more than I honestly was, like, expecting. I think I thought it would be, like, I'm going to experience God, and it's going to be, like, I, I don't know what I thought. I just, it was so much greater than even what I was thinking, what I imagined. But isn't that, like, God? That's just so God. 
I mean, it was the, the whole war money, like, pouring down. I just remember I had my hands raised, and by the time it was over, I was schlump. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, and I was looking at everybody, and I was like, nobody else is experiencing this at all. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I want to yield, and I just want to, like, fall on the floor on my face. But then I was kind of like, do I fully yield? Everybody's going to think I'm nuts. It's not anything I've seen so far. All I've seen so far is you get in a service, God starts moving a certain way, and you flow with him. And I had this prescribed thing about when God's going to move, when I'm going to experience his glory. And it was kind of dumb, you know. I believed for it, and it happened, and he moved then. And I'm so grateful. So don't prescribe when you think exactly he might manifest or he's done. Prayer was over. And then he just knocked my socks off. It was over. I almost couldn't drive home. So do not ignore his invitations. Write that down. Do not ignore. If he's pulling you into your prayer closet, do it. Go. If he's, he's moving on you, he's pulling you, he's wooing you. Listen, it's not going to be with a big microphone and some spectacular fireball most of the time. Yeah, Moses got a burning bush. It's, it's not going to be that way. We're New Testament folks. He's not wanting to have a relationship with us where he has to yell at us to get our attention. Amen? He shouldn't have to. He should be able to subtly get our attention and we immediately move. Whatever it is. Whatever it's to go to pray. Whether it's something we need to do in service. Something we need to say. We should make such a habit of responding so quickly to that subtleness, that gentleness. It's the kind of relationship he wants to have with us. That's a good relationship. If he's yelling at you, he's, he's having to get your attention in a big way. It means you, you've not practiced listening for a while. So always listen and Accept his invitations, you know, and, and listen, he will wait for you sometimes. You know, you get busy, you're in the middle of something. Maybe he's wooing you at work. He's talking to you at work about, hey, let's talk. Let's talk after. I've got something for you. I need to talk to you. Or he's just pulling you into the prayer closet and you're at work. He will wait for you. If you purpose as soon as you're available to do it. Amen? He will do it. So um, after prayer, one time, another prayer example, um, we had really good prayer, and Mia and I were sitting up here on the front, and it was just, for me, it was not over. Like, his presence was just all over me. I wasn't, like, falling down in my seat drunk as a skunk or anything, but it's like he just hovered, and he hadn't left. And I'm like okay, I'm not going to squash this. <laughs> I, there's more that, I, that he's wanting to put in me or to, to talk to me about, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. And I'm going to hold on to it. I was like, Lord, we're going to get back to this in a few minutes. Well, I had to drive home. It was just Mia and I. And she'd been bugging me and bugging me. She was playing Pokemon. She's going to be really embarrassed right now. She's been playing Pokemon on her phone, and, and on Pokemon, you go to certain destinations, and then there's, like, certain critters, and you see them on your phone when you pull up. So she'd been bugging me, can we go here? Can we, you know, there's a thing over here at the Hardee's, and I want to go fight this little thing and get the Pokemon at Hardee's. And I was, I feel bad. I was always like, no, no, I don't have time for that. No, just get the ones that run around the house. Get the ones in the yard. You know, I was kind of bad about it. So that night, I had I'd already made a decision. Okay, I'm going to do something special for her. I'm going to take her to a place where there's a really good one. And she said there's a really good one at the uh, city hall. So I'm like, oh, like, like God's just all over me. 
And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay, this, this is all right. I know he's good. I just knew in my heart. He, he'll wait for me. I took her there. I went. We parked. She chased the little Pokemons. I don't know. Does it on her phone and captured them. And she was so excited. It probably only took 10 minutes. And I was, I mean, I don't have a lot of patience for just sitting somewhere for 10 minutes. But I did it. And I'm, I'm like, okay, all right, let's go home. Soon as we got home. I'm like, okay, you got to leave me alone for a little bit. I just went and sat on my porch and just, as soon as I sat down, just raised my hands. And, because it, during that time of doing what I was doing, it, it, the, his presence had waned a little bit, but it was still there. He was waiting. He was waiting on me. And so as soon as I sat in that chair and raised my hands, it was just like, Phew. it was back. It was back so strong. God was just... You know, just ready, ready to just flood me, talk to me about things. And I'm like, man, he's so good. He will, he will even wait on you. He will. He will. But I'm not talking in a way where you just ignore and you don't accept the invitations. You've got to accept the invitations. And sometimes they're subtle. They can be very subtle. Do not miss it. You know, Enoch, Enoch got so good at yielding, I believe he got, I, this is just what I think, and we'll know in eternity, I believe he got so good at yielding to the presence of God, that God just took him, he just went, he got good at it, you know, as you get older, the more you do certain things, the better you get at it, that's good, but that's scary too, it's just a truth. We should be pursuing God in a way that we're getting better. It's becoming more and more natural for us to be leaning in on his word, his presence when it's in the word, his presence when it's in a song, his presence when it's here in prayer, whatever it is. We should be getting more and more better and better and better at it easier to yield, easier. It, it gets easier. Your flesh won't fight you as much the more you do it. Maybe the first time, I remember, I remember my first times in church. My flesh was like, oh my gosh, you've never stood anywhere and sang a song for a half an hour. Like, how can we do this? <laughs> just stupid. You know what I mean? Like, your flesh will fight you and you just have to say No. You don't let it win. You don't let it rule. In Genesis 5.24, it says, ah, I didn't actually put it down. Can you guys turn to Genesis 5.24? Can you pull it up? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's where, okay. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. Okay, I thought that actually was something else. So, Adam and Eve, they visited with God in the, in the cool of the day. They were used to experience his presence. And, and it shows, if you go back and read it, they knew when he was there. They knew. That's who we're designed to be. We are designed to know when he's here. And if, if tonight you're like, oh, this is frustrating because I don't feel that way and I struggle with that, it's your faith. It, make it a faith project. You can turn this around. You can become more and more and more sensitive to his spirit, talking to you when he's leading to you, when he's moving on you. Amen? So I said earlier about investing in him. Relationships take investing. It takes investing. If you don't have an epic relationship with him, it's because you haven't invested anything in him. And the things of God are not hard. They're not hard. That's actually really simple. Most of the time, it's just a matter of doing. You know what you don't do. It's a matter of doing. Take the time to invest in him. When we come in here and we're honoring him and we're praising him, we need to be opening our mouths, minds focused on him. That's why we have words up here. 
can help rein your mind in. Wait, no, I'm focusing on his faithfulness. I'm focusing on his goodness. I'm focusing on him. I'm not focusing on what I got to do at work tomorrow. I'm focusing on him. I'm here. If I'm here, I need to be here. It's a time we're in when it's, if you want to do this, you do this at home. But coming together, when we do this together, oh, it's so much easier. So much easier under the anointing to focus on him, to invest in him. That's your time. That's a time for you to invest in him and invest in his word. Find out what he has to say to you. He will talk to you. We need to be like Peter. Remember Peter? Peter was quick to recognize the Christ. Really, really quick. He said, yes. I know you, Lord Jesus. I know who you are. That needs to be us. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That's how we need to be. So, and I already said a little bit about this. Number one way to yield, open your mouth. You've got to use your mouth. Connect your heart. Connect your heart. You open your mouth. You're doing what God did. What did he do? He made everything with his words. Great power came out from his words. Power. There's power in your words. Open your mouth. Don't just listen to people saying. Don't. Do not. And don't just sing the words that are up here. I don't always, I I almost never just sing the words that are going along. Almost never. I do, and then there's a connection for me in it because it's such a help. And then I, with my own words, tell him what he means to me about with that connection. I tell him. I use my mouth. We tell this to the teenagers all the time. You've got to praise God for yourself. You have to. You, you will probably get next to nothing if you just stand and sway to the music and watch. I can almost guarantee I almost put big money down. You know, God will move and get people's attention when they don't know any better. Yes, of course. But when you know better, you do better. <laughs> Amen? Um, and this is a small tidbit Another way to yield or lean into the presence of God, when you come up for prayer, do the opposite. Close your mouth. (laughs) Close your mouth when you're getting prayed for. You need to go into receive mode. And I had heard that, not having a lot of experience years ago with praying for people. And then when we would come up and pray for people, I was like, whoa, big difference. Someone comes up and they're just like, saying their 20 scriptures, no, 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 no. It's, it's just not the same. You need to go into receive mode. You're, you came up to get something. Whoever's laying hands on you probably has it. God's using them to get it to you. Just go into receive mode. It's a very small thing, but it can really, really help you. Amen? Another way is honor the word that you're hearing. Honor the word that you're hearing. Honor it, esteem it, lift it up. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Listen, the disciples sat around Jesus' feet and they just soaked up what he had to say. We can come in here every Sunday morning and just soak up what Pastor has to say. Soak it up. It is God speaking to you. He will speak to you. But you have to be here. You know, I, God speaks to me. We have an awesome relationship, but I'm going to tell you, I'd probably say 90% of my answers I get from being here, from being in church, either coming from my pastor or sometimes another person just starts talking about something that I couldn't figure out. And I'm like, whoa, that's the answer I needed. Yes, we're supposed to be here. God designed it that way. This is the church age. It's so, so, so important. I'm so thankful that, kind of like what he was talking about this morning, uh, that he, the things that he may have just wanted to do, he set aside. He set aside. 
And he just, he didn't even know. He didn't know all this was ahead of him. He had no idea. He didn't even know necessarily all the good things God was going to have for him. He made a choice. He said, whatever, Lord, I'm going to do it. I don't care what it looks like. It may not be my first exciting thing I thought we were going to do together, Lord. (laughs) But I'm going to do it. And he did it. And thank God. Thank God. We have a place where we hear the word. We hear God. And and the word is spoken in a way we understand it. It's explained to us. We have no excuse. No excuse. You know, when we get to heaven... There's going to be a lot of mercy, but there's going to be no excuses. No excuses. And especially for people like us who've had it on a silver platter. Amen? The other way is participate. Participate with whatever's happening in the service. Follow the leader. If they're saying, let's pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Follow along. You know, they're graced to take you there. They're grace to take you into the presence of God. They have that job for a reason. Trust them. They're not going to steer you wrong or trust your pastors. And I already said this earlier, control your mind. If it's wondering, you need to tell it to stop. You need to tell it to focus. So here's a few scriptures, and I'll close it up, to help build your faith in this area. Jeremiah 29, 13, and 14. And you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. You will find him. But, but, we said this way earlier, but what was the key? It's on you. It's on you. You got to do, you got to have your Moses moment. You have to choose. You have to choose him. You have to choose to pursue him. If some, he's, God's moving in a certain way in the service, don't be afraid. Turn towards him, not away. You will be blessed. Psalms 9.10 And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. He'll not forsake you. Isaiah 44.3 For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on dry ground. If you're dry, just come in and say, Lord, I've not been with you and I just feel so parched. But I love you and I'm here and I repent for, I wasn't even thinking about you at all today. I wasn't thinking about you all week. But I am here. Just tell him, say, Lord, I'm sorry. You would apologize to a friend, wouldn't you, if you, you normally talk to them and then you didn't for like two weeks straight, especially if you worked with them, a co-worker. Wouldn't you feel in your heart like, oh, you know, I need to apologize. Like, we need to reconnect. Wouldn't you do that for them? You need to do that with God if you're in that boat. I mean, he's so ready. He's so ready. But you've got to be real with yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself. You need to say, ooh, I've not been doing this. And just make the adjustment. It's so quick and so easy. He is just, he'll flood his goodness and his mercy out on you. I've seen it. I've experienced it over and over and over and over. He is so faithful, so faithful. Hebrews 1.14. they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation? God has sent ministering spirits that will minister to you. He will help you. And write this one down. I wrote this later after the message I had at Winter Retreat. John 1.14. Love, love, love. I mean, if, if, if you're not in love with the word, write this one down, put it on your mirror, your bathroom mirror. And the word, because you don't, it's not real to you what the word is when there's teaching. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's for us. We can believe for that. We can have his glory. We can have his presence. And 
Him and the word are the same. Amen? Oh my goodness, he's so faithful. Let me just check and make sure there's nothing else here. You know, it's always his desire to manifest among us. Like I said in in the garden, he desired to fellowship with them, to be to be in be present, have that moment of arrival with them. He desired to do it daily. It wasn't like, okay, folks, have at it, and I'm going to see you in a year. That's not what he did. I can guarantee you that's not what he did. It was his desire. It's always been his desire to be able to manifest among us. We're the ones who change the game. But we, he's given us the tools to fix it. Amen? So it's important, I don't want to leave this out, it's important to not just approach God in an effort to get, just to get something. We do not want to treat him, I love you children, but sometimes <laughs> they come to us when they just need something. And that's, you know, I want them to come to me when they need things, but I want them to come to me just because they want to talk and share and fellowship. Let's not treat God that way. We should never be treating him that way. We should expect fellowship. We should move towards fellowship always with him. But fellowship with him can come in a lot of different forms. You might be laughing together. You might be crying together. You might sorrow together. We've had a service after Robert Butler died, and we all, woo, <laughs> we all cried together. We talked about what a blessing he was, and we grieved together. It's a part of fellowship. When you're with God and you experience him, he may move in those ways with you, in different ways. Don't be like, okay, I'm just going to believe I can run tonight. Don't, don't do that. Just, <laughs> I believe I'm just going to laugh in the spirit tonight. Don't, just don't, don't do it that way. Do not do it that way. He's not a slot machine. He's a person. He's a spirit. The Holy Spirit is... Anyway, he's, he's wanting to be with you, fellowship with you, and manifest in you and through you. So learn to recognize when God's moving. Like I said earlier, it's not always spectacular, but it is supernatural. Value and esteem highly, highly. It might not look like anything at all. You might not feel anything. I've had amazing healings and felt nothing. It was still supernatural. Absolutely, 100%. You know, Dodie Osteen, was, she had stage four, I don't know if it was liver cancer or something. And she believed God for her healing. And she said she, she got hands laid on her and then was believing God and felt nothing, nothing, nothing the whole time. She didn't have any tingles, nothing. She just strictly said, I'm just going to believe God at his word. And she got 100% healed. And I think she's still alive today. I'm not 100% sure. But, I mean, she was young when this happened. I mean, that's, that's, like, that's a long time to be healed and whole and blessed. She said, if, you, if you've ever read her testimony, she did not base it on any kind of feeling. She just based it on the word. She knew how good he was. I guarantee you she had a good relationship with him. She knew him enough to know he's going to respond to my faith. And he did. Was it spectacular? Was her healing spectacular? No. Does he, is there sometimes when that happens? Someone has a growth and it falls off? Yes. Christopher Allen will be here and he, he, he has some spectacular stuff. But don't just believe that oh, I didn't get anything because I didn't see anything and it wasn't spectacular. No, that's, that's like a slap in the face when you have a relationship with God. He's faithful. You're believing. You're doing what he asked. Stick to it. 
Stick to it. Like I stuck with it to believe, to just experience his presence back in my camp, the camp days. I didn't feel anything for days. I could have so easily given up. It's like, forget it. Like, this isn't happening. I don't know what I'm doing. That was probably the biggest fight because I was such a noob. I mean, I didn't know hardly any of the word. And I hadn't been in church long. And I'd lived more of my life as a heathen than I had (laughs) with God. So that was my biggest fight. Like, I don't know anything. What What in the world am I doing? And I was just dumb enough to just push through and say, I'm getting it anyway. I don't care. I don't care. And God was faithful to respond. He's a rewarder to those who seek him. I ran after him. I ran after him. Even being naive and not knowing much, I still pursued him. And he said, you know what? I like that. And I'm just going to bless our socks off. And God is just good. So it is in your control. It is. And I, but I, I, the reason I gave this message to the teenagers and at winter retreat, because I'd seen times where there was frustration. And some people got really, they looked, you can't judge someone's situation, first of all. You don't know how blessed they're getting. You don't know exactly what's happening with them. But they see someone run or give a testimony, and they're, they get frustrated, and they're like, oh, why didn't I get that? And what's, you know, what's wrong with me? And so I, want, I created this and wrote it all down because I wanted to make sure they realized, you know, don't get frustrated. There are things that you can do. There are things in your control. Amen. God's faithful. He's, it's not hard. Things of God are not hard. But we have to do our part. Amen. Pastor. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the way Pastor Amy said that. She said, you know, if you're not, she didn't say this maybe exactly in these same words, but this is what I wrote down because of what it meant to me. If you're not experiencing God's presence, then invest in his presence. What does that mean? Spend some time waiting on God. Invest in his presence uh, on purpose. Go after his presence on purpose. Like when we're in praise and worship. Put everything else aside and have a, have a purpose in worshiping God. So I'm going to worship you, Father, and I'm expecting your presence to be made manifest. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.